striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Welcome back to Ziggy Gets It Wrong, a Quantum Leap podcast. I'm Brian Levy. That's Evan the Mayor. Hi. Case in the case, I'm sitting over there. Howdy. Guys, one of these episodes is my one of my favorite all-time episodes of the show, and the other has Jason Priestley in it. It sure does. That's episode eight of Quantum Leap, entitled, but, um, I forget the title. <laughs> well, it's oh, episode, Kamikaze Kid. Kamikaze Kid. Kamikaze Kid. Kamikaze spelled wrong. Well, it's because it's spelled right, because the main character's name is Cam, but we'll get to it. A couple things off at the top. Uh, I would like to thank Pete Barron, who Venmoed me five bucks, paid for these wonderful books (laughs) we have sitting here. Uh, I I, I did some Amazoning, some eBaying, and I bought the Quantum Leap book by Louis Chunovic. Uh, It's the official publication of the television series. Um, now, wh- what seasons does this cover? One through four. Does does not cover the last season. Does not cover the last season, but that's cool. And then I also got uh, Quantum Leap A to Z from Alta Ziggy, the everything you ever wanted to know guide to Quantum Leap by Julie Barrett. And this is basically like a Quantum Leap glossary. All like, right. Uh, all it is is telling you, uh, like, let's see, I open up to a random page, page 110. Uh, Jackson, Michael, this has to do with this, this week's episode. Sam ran into the future gloved one in 1961 when he and his brothers were doing a show at the same hotel where Cheryl Wilson's rehearsal dinner was being held. Sam taught him how to moonwalk. That's from the bathroom scene in Kamikaze Kid. Michael Jackson. Uh, though Kamikaze Kid is like a trifle compared to the first episode this week, uh, the color of truth episode seven, episode seven, the color of truth. Um, I will now read from the quantum leap book by Louis Genevieve, uh, the leap Sam leaps in a poor Southern black man who was a chauffeur for an elderly rich white woman. That's true. That happened. Uh, the heart story. That's what they call like, was Morgan Freeman in this episode? Morgan Freeman was not in this episode. Okay. Uh, the heart story. Sam tries to enlighten the rich woman and the whole town. Uh, his kiss with history, like if Cam's, if Kamikaze Kid's kiss with history was Michael Jackson, it's uh, no one move, move moment, the civil rights movement. Hmm. As if that's just an overarching idea that gets right into it. The civil rights mo- uh, movement. So uh, I love this episode. Casey, if you had to pick a certain movie that the color of truth just rips off. What is it? Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. It's flat out driving Miss Daisy. Um, I watched this episode at work, which was a big mistake. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, what you could, could and could not say on television was a little bit different back then. <laughs> you know, what? They, they say the N word five times <laughs> in this episode. Uh, I think you could probably, because I don't know. They use it like as art. Uh, it's a story. They're in the South and talking about black people. So what happens is Sam leaps in right to this diner and he says, boy, I'm hungry. I'm going to sit down. But what he does is he sits down at a lunch counter in the rural South in uh, 1955. Yeah. Uh, Proceeding to make the whole South very angry at him. 
he has to save the life of Miss the Melanie. Whole South. The whole South. <laughs> the whole South. The whole South is pissed. Uh, he has to save the life of Miss Melanie, who is. Did, Miss- did you mention the title of this episode? Color of Truth. Color of Truth. Yes. Um, this is an episode in which Sam, through his own dumb assery, essentially is the impetus for the reason that he has to fix all the things up in there. Well, right. He makes multiple mistakes and fucks everything up, and then he has to undo the fuck-uppery. And then in this episode, um, the, the, the fuck-uppery, the, the reason that he leaps... First of all, Ziggy gets it completely wrong. Yep. Totally wrong. No, not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. Uh, so the idea is that Sam is there to save Miss Melanie from being uh, driven over with by a train, yes. getting hit by a train. So what? So in the course of the episode, at five eighteen in the afternoon, in the course of the episode, Sam's granddaughter, or, or Sam leaps into Jesse Tyler, Jesse Tyler, as everyone likes to say, or Papa Jesse. Uh, because he was no one's uncle. He was not Uncle Jesse. Uh, so, uh, Sam pops into Jesse through the course of the episode. His granddaughter is like beaten or run off the road by some uh, by Toad and Billy Joe. And Billy Joe is the uh, <laughs> sheriff's son. Yeah, something. Like uh, that. so he gets run off. The granddaughter gets run off the road. Sam has to take her to the hospital. And meanwhile, I I love this the scene where they find her because to everyone, Sam is an elderly, illiterate black man. And then he starts yelling about she's got hemorrhages in yeah. her arteries. Yeah. <laughs> and like, let me co- put a compression on here. I'll just use my tie and wrap her head. Like, what do they <laughs> like? What like? Did anyone notice how th- this black guy, like, you know, in the deep south, like? The, the child of slaves because he's 70 in uh, 18, uh, 1955. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one noticed all of his incredible medical education. So Sam takes the granddaughter to the nearest hospital. Uh, and that just so happens to be the closest, the white hospital. Sam gets arrested. Miss Melanie, who is now right by that train track that they were trying to avoid, uh, then like starts driving to it. And this is where it gets awesome. Oh, is it? Yeah, I is think it so. where it gets awesome? Yeah, you don't like what happens because it completely ruins the premise of the show. Almost, um, there are so Sam is being arrested, and there are certain uh, that and, and Al is is centered on Miss Melanie. He's like in the car with her, driving along, and he's like, "No, oh, Miss Melanie, you have to stop." And Miss Melanie, the whole episode, she's talking to her dead husband, and she doesn't know how to drive. Uh, well, she knows doesn't how to know drive. how to drive well. She's what 90. gear do I put this in here? Right, she should have blown out the clutch long before uh, she got to those train tracks. But like Al's like. Damn it, Miss Melanie, you stop this car right now. And she goes, oh, I have him to Betsy. I will, Charles, whatever her husband's name is. But you didn't have to curse. Yeah. Like, does Miss Melanie really see I really hear Al, or is it something different? I don't know. I think because she's so old, she has a mind of a child. I think it was, a bit, it was, it was ambiguous on purpose. Either way, Ziggy still gets it wrong. Uh, because initially it was 86.7%. Uh, the reason that Sam was uh, lapped into this scenario was to save her from the train, which went up to 96.2%. And uh, Sam was convinced that he had to solve racism. Right. What like what a what a baby what a white baby boomer thing to say. It's time it's time for me to solve racism in this Can we can we also down. talk about how Al all this of course he's got black friends and of course he loves soul food. Al is and a, in the in the 
something to play. Yeah, he, he's Selma. like, I was, I was that Selma. Al is a jack of all trades and also a master of all trades. <laughs> like you know, he, he is an in, uh, like a mile wide and a mile deep. He, he's been everywhere. Like I said, wait till Al tells you about the time he was in the circus. But the okay, so but getting back to the major point that I was making earlier, Sam initially in the very first scene of the episode sits at the diner, which sets off Toad and uh, the other guy, Joe, Billy Joe, huh? What's Toad, Toad the wet sprocket, and then. Uh, you know, they, they diffuse that situation, and then he accidentally drinks from the white fountain, and then that basically re- results in his uh, his granddaughter getting run off the road and nearly killed. Like, he's so dumb. Like, you think, like, by the time he's been he's been in Jesse long enough to know, like, look around. Don't, like, he should remember up drinking fountains and lunch counters. Maybe stay away from but those But he things. doesn't know, because he's, because Sam is not him. He's not... Yeah, yeah, but as as an adult who's read a book, Sam should be looking around for these things. But I also took it as like, all right, he doesn't know what it's like to be a black person during those times. That's true. So he's not thinking like, hey, I better watch out which you know water fountain I'm drinking from. Well, then maybe they should have run, run, run a primer for him. Like, all right, here's the th- here's the things you're going to avoid because all my black friends told me. Said Al. Yeah. Um, and then what was Sam's that? comment uh, about being. Jesse, he says, it's like putting on a favorite pair of shoes or an old jacket. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of a lot of well-meaning institutional racism in in this in this episode. <laughs> this this the, the drinking game for this episode is anytime the N word is mentioned. Five, have a five. drink. Remember, have a five. drink. Yeah, uh, uh, f- uh, Miss Maisie or whatever her name is uh, frequently uses the term nigra. Yeah. Uh, but not the other one. No, well, it's won't nicer. say Negro, but it's, says Negra. It's the same way in like the Help, another well-meaning white person solves racism uh, story. Except that he, like Sam, does not solve racism. He basically just convinces this old woman that it's okay that they're hanging out, and then they have they sit uh, they together have an egg at salad the sandwich. She's also very influential in the right. in the town because that's how um, the the daughter the, the granddaughter is treated is because she shows up <laughs> and she's like you're going to treat this girl now. And well, they're like all right. Her husband was a governor of the state, just like Miss Daisy's husband was. Right. Uh, my, now, one of my favorite lines was when uh, the the old lady is having one of her spells, and then Sam comes in and he's trying to like get her to follow his yeah. finger, and she says, "Please keep your colored voodoo to yourself." <laughs> my God, the show. This is not the show's first foray in. Well, this is the show's first foray. It's not the show's last foray into solving racism. When Sam jumps into the Watts riots, those are also really fun. Like. <laughs> It's it's weird because it's the 80s, right? Like, all of these baby boomers are turning 45, 50. Like, they're getting used to the uh, the world around them. They're, they're reckoning with their childhoods and their young adulthoods. And it all goes into quantum leap. I started to notice in this episode Al's various um, doorbells and things that he wears on his coats. Yeah. He's got these weird little, uh, little decorations. Yeah, this one was definitely a doorbell. Uh, Al's costume jewelry game is on point. For a man, and then in and then in episode eight, he he dresses like a a a cyberpunk from like the year two thousands, like as portrayed by a movie from the eighties, 
he's got his like pink wraparound shades and he's got his like pleather jacket and straight yes. out of Back to the Future too. Yes, yes. Very my good, Casey. my favorite Al outfits are what I like to think of as like castoffs from uh, the Dick Tracy movie, where it's just like. <laughs> Very brightly colored zoot suit jackets. Yeah, yeah. Because he wears a lot of those. He sure does. Um. So yeah. So also Sam at the end when he he goes into the diner to have uh, egg salad sandwiches with his his matron. Uh, his jacket is soaked in blood. It is bloody. It's the same jacket from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, uh, did, he did not bother changing. Uh, also, what, one last thing to, before we briefly touch on Kamikaze Kid. Like, this is also Jesse somehow is able to uh, smile knowingly at Sam through the mirror, which is not how that works. Oh, okay. Like, at one point, like, like Sam is looking at the mirror after he sits down with Miss Melanie, and Jesse just looks at him and smile, smiles and nods. I'm like, but Sam's not doing that. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, translate like they normally. Take he was care just, of you know, Sam was just, you know, positive reaffirmation. He's like, you did well, white man. Like, all right, weird. All right, moving along to episode eight. Kamikaze kid. Cammy, Kamikaze kid. So this is like Greece, right? Like, no. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's kind Greece. of. Yeah, kind of. sort of. Uh, it's Greece. It's the one where you find out that Sam's sister gets beat up. Sam immediately uh, utters, oh boy, when he looks in the mirror because he's it- a city team. Is this the first oh boy? No. Uh, maybe. Maybe. We we should have been keeping track. I'll oh, figure yeah. It we out. need an oh boy tally and a Ziggy got it wrong. Well, eventually, tally. oh boy happens every episode. Right. Um. So. Jason Priestley is in this episode. This is pre 90210. Just barely, though. No, he's like one of the. Uh, he's one, one of the. One of he's the t- one of the Impalas. <laughs> he's one of the boys. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one, of, one of the people that sexually assaults Sam and throws him in a dumpster. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he also flicks a cigarette at the abusive fiance at the end. Says, "Not, Not cool, cool, man." <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. The, uh, guy, the guy. So, spoiler alert: they get you know because car races solve all things in in the, in the nineteen sixties or fifties or whatever it was. Yeah, race for pink. I, I like I like how Sam described the era as the most immature of, of American <laughs> history. Good. and it's it's pretty spot on. There was a good line where uh, the sister was describing to the tomboy girl, um, they're describing the the boy's behavior as being immature, and she's like, "Oh, they're 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 just messed up about their insecurities and something something about their fears," and then she says, "How do you know all that?" And she's like, "I took Psych One." Yeah, like, what an answer! Uh, I loved the guy who Bobby, 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 Bobby. I love the guy who played... Bobby, 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 Bobby. What is that? Is that That's the... what they say throughout the entire episode. All oh, the yeah. boys what does are like mean? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, the guy who played the father-in-law, the the big drunk, uh, and that that rehearsal dinner scene. That was is a, amazing. This is a episode about alcoholism. Yeah, <laughs> and, alcoholism uh, and beating and, your wife. Yeah, it was a lot of heavy topics, and it ends with a forty-year-old man. Deeply kissing a fifteen-year-old. Um. So Ziggy got it wrong again. Yep. No. What did eighty-two point six percent here to keep Cheryl from marrying Bob, which but does happen. Which and does then happen. Sam Beckett says Ziggy's got to be wrong. Yeah. Why am I still here? Because they sing to each other, right? What? Uh, what's the What's the song that they sing? He at? walks out and hiya, so, Sammy. Hey, Alley Boy. Oh my God! It was the most ridiculous thing. Like. Uh, the sister is leaving for Peace Corps, and she's like, "I left you a present out in the courtyard by the shoe shine guy." <laughs> and it turns out that it's the girl that has a crush on him. <laughs> uh, just made up, like 
um, she's about to get killed by Martians on a Mars Attacks trading card. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, she has this. She's got the bouffant. Like, is, is that what a bouffant is? Yeah, yeah. Not uh, quite a beehive. It's definitely a bouffant, though. It, it's. Um, it, I like it because it, it's one of the one of the cool things about this style of television <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore is that occasionally you're going to get completely forgettable episodes. Um, coming up, like there's the story for Troyan or something. There's some episodes coming up that I just hate. Mm. Uh, and this is just, you know, this is forgettable. It's good. It's, it's a platonic quantum leap. Mm. Sam leaps in. Uh, teaches saves, Michael Jackson how to moonwalk. Teaches Michael Jackson. Uh, a couple of other things I noticed in this episode. Number one, Al, he, he can just wander the earth like at any given point in time. Y- yeah. And you know, as demonstrated by the fact that he was at the lingerie party, uh, right. he's not tethered to Sam. I don't understand. Like, why, isn't, why he, isn't he just wandering around like witnessing history? Like watching JFK bang Marilyn Monroe right. or he's, something. He's too uh, uh, obsessed with being a sexual predator. And it was the thing that he said in episode seven after he maybe convinced this old lady to, to you know stop at the thing. He was like, oh, what if I could do this? To younger women. Like, why aren't they centering in December 24th, uh, year negative one, uh, <laughs> like in Nazareth or wherever they or, are? I, well, is the, the rule is that it has to be within Sam Beckett's lifetime? I guess. I don't think so because... Mm. But they could solve like the mystery of who shot JFK. Um, well, we already know who, who did that. It comes up. The answer is Sam Beckett. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, here was an interesting little line. I ain't going steady with no owls. I think that means glasses. Like nerds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did watch that episode thinking I want to talk more like I'm a 1950s greaser. Like, they seem to be a... They mentioned- the So, yeah, yeah, yeah. After they kept saying Bobby, 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 they said something about a bunch of JDs. Uh, Juris Doctorates? I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. You're I, not even real lawyers. But it, the scene where they're in the bathroom during the rehearsal dinner. Oh my God, it, fucking Michael Jackson. When he teaches my... Like, it's completely nonsensical. It makes no sense and it just happens... Like, it just switches. Like, there's a light switch that goes on, and then all of a sudden, Sam is, like, uh, dance off with this little kid. Tiny kid. And, and for no I reason. I, Come on, I, Mikey. I made no connection whatsoever at first. I was like, who could this tiny child be? I don't get it. What's going on here? And he's just, like, dancing, having he's, a dance off in the toilet. starts moonwalk, and then you're like, oh, it's Michael Jackson. Why but is it? Why? Why? In a bathroom. He's having a dance off with a child in a bathroom. And I guess. Why was the Jackson 5 there? I guess they're in Indiana, you know, or they're doing a, uh, a show. I, I don't know. You know because they're from Gary, right? It's silly. It's just silly. It's a lot of silliness. Also, there was a Tab Hunter reference in this episode. I enjoyed that. Uh, anything that refers to weird sex symbols from yesteryear. Yeah. Yes. It's fun. And be- and because- Sam is at the door of his sister, and she's like, ooh, is that Tab Hunter at my door? Oh, I can't. I hope that's Ronald Coleman. You mean a closeted <laughs> homosexual actor from the- <laughs> that was a heartthrob? Yeah. You know, uh, didn't, didn't Tab Hunter do like some Ed Wood movies eventually? Or, no, um, no, he did John Waters stuff. He, no, it was not a John Waters. No, 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 he did, he did. Uh, he was he a polyester. Did polyester. Yeah. But he also did a movie with Divine that was not a John Waters film called Lust in the Dust. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. They, they were into more than one movie together. Fascinating. Congrats. I, 
So I, I really like these two episodes. One is deeply problematic, and the other, I've is it a nuanced view of uh, alcoholism and, uh, uh, and spousal, spousal abuse? abuse? It's not, but it it tries to get a good message. It's some of these episodes are like hour long anthology drama versions of G.I. Joe and Caps, you know, where they're like, G.I. Joe. These are like, they're all knowledge is power. Well, I guess we learned that drinking and beating your wife is wrong this week. <laughs> that we did, Brian. Yeah. That we did. And that was, yeah. Quantum Leap. It gets so much wrong, but so much right at the same time. So uh, two for two, Ziggy got it wrong, both episodes this week. So I, don't, I, mean, I don't know what the the running tally is. The count's got to be, Ziggy's got to be at 40% at this point. Um, I think he's gotten it right, like, Twice, two or three times. Anyway, okay, pretty pretty good. Uh, next week, what are the episodes next week? Let so me turn. Ha- so, it, what happens if he just doesn't accomplish what he came to do? Uh, he leaps like into did- the closest person that can get the job done. But, like, so he just like keeps infinitely leaping within that time period until he like kind of like a Groundhog Day. Maybe there's. So there's one episode, and I don't want to spoil it, and I've even already talked about it once this uh, th- this week. Uh, there are there is an episode where he has to bounce to another guy, all right, differently than they kind of did that in the gangster episode. It, yeah, it, but it's but not on purpose, maybe, and not because of a failure, just because that was such a stupid, unnecessary bonus leap. Yeah, it's it's really I gotta I gotta leap into this Don so that uh, uh, the old lady can win bingo. Well, Fuck that. But but also the Don was going to kill them, so he had to leap into the Don to stop them from stop him from killing uh, Teresa and Anthony or whatever. Anthony, I'm lying. I'm uh, dying. Right, because uh, then because then he marched the Don into bingo and be like, I love all these people. Yeah. Um. I think at the end of the day, these these uh, these missions, right? They're being directed by the big guy, right? right. What the what, what is God up to? What is it? What is it? What, why? Why is God so interested in these very low stakes scenarios? Like, oh yeah, this uh, this uh, greaser's uh, uh, fiance is getting beaten and uh, he's so a drunk, I've... so we want her to go to the Peace Corps. Which that actually makes more sense than like old lady wins bingo. I've thought about this, <laughs> and, and and it's kind of a. I've thought about it. it's like Job, right? God and the devil, because guys, there are evil leapers. God and the devil. Wait, plural. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was only one. Well, but there's. I have, yeah, I have not yet. There's I've, one and her friend, and sometimes they both leap. So when the the evil leaper leaps, is it a is it a red graphic instead of a blue? <laughs> of, Ooh! Course, of course it is. <laughs> so uh, so it's like God is like you know he's like just making sure that everything's going right. Well, in, hey, in well, the world. Okay, it's the so little victories. Who for God. do the evil leapers work for? At some point, you never find out. Ooh. Lothos. Their their Ziggy's name is Lothos. <laughs> so there was a rogue secret mountain bunker base making agents of chaos Cobra. that are it was leaping. Cobra. It's like who knows All what right, it was. We'll, we'll get to that. Now here's what here's what happens in the future. She she prays. You know, I wish I could go back in time and, and not marry this this scumbag that beats me. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like in preach. I don't know if you've seen Preacher. Yeah, where they record all the prayers and then just God eventually he gets oh, yeah. to the backlog and then he's like, oh, we'll do this. I so mean, that, that's guy. that's totally right. God looks at his creation and says, you know what? I wish I had a time traveling angel to put right what once went wrong. Is that and he got Scott Bakula. Sam Beckett is a time traveling angel. Um, really important to note there was uh some. 
uh, Quantum Leap news, and I, I guess whenever this goes out, it'll be a little late. But did you, I sent you guys the the screenshots from the last episode? The oh yeah, they ending. lost footage. Yeah, the, that uh, was really cool. Search that out. The film. Yeah. Well, you know, once we uh, uh, put up the show notes for the episode, we'll include a link to that story. Excellent. The supposed theoretical un- untold finale. Which I've known about for years. Like, I've, I've read, like, script descriptions. Like, it not, does not surprise me that it exists, and they just, you know, the show just never talked about it. Right. People involved with the show just said, fuck it. We're not, like, yeah. getting into it. Um, people are still asking for a Quantum Leap movie. I, I think you could do it. Like, like, it's a thing on the internet. I wouldn't even have it be with Scott Bakula. I'd do it straight up uh, Fugitive style, where it's just, you know, you just distill uh, Quantum Leap down to, like, a good two-hour adventure. And then it's got sequel p- potential. Sa- uh, Sam Beckett doesn't ever have to go home. Right. Like, you know, it, you can just have... you, you it's, it's the perfect self-contained story that you can then... then sets itself up for a sequel. What would you rather have a continuation? Would you, you, you just say, would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> uh, Quantum Leap or the adventures of... Uh, uh, Briscoe County Jr.? Yes, thank you. You know where I was going. <laughs> Briscoe Boy! County Jr. Uh, so when's the last time you watched an episode of Briscoe County? Fairly recently. Oh, do you have the did, DVDs did that, or something? Did, no, I, I watched it when they were on Netflix or Amazon. Did that show oh. ever have like a proper ending? No. No. Okay. So if you don't know what uh, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. is, a uh, uh, Bruce Campbell starring <laughs> science fiction western yeah. that also dealt with uh, anachronisms. Uh, there's an orb. Yeah. And then there's this like zombie um, immortal cowboy guy if and, i remember and and you would and the uh theme song has found uh, second life <laughs> as uh nbc is part of nbc's olympic theme package really so like i've heard it recently i can still remember so, it. do you know who one of i don't know if he's he, one of the creators uh do you know who sam raimi no carlton cruz <laughs> who went on to do lost uh, oh yeah like <laughs> Yeah, maybe after we finish uh, the Squeaky Gate, a Sliders podcast, uh, we'll get to uh, County the, the Glowing Orb, a, a, a Briscoe County Junior podcast. The Glowing Orb cast. Yes. Oh my God, love it. All right, this has been Ziggy Gets It Wrong, episode four. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you out in history, which is a catchphrase they've never used on that show. Pew pew pew. <laughs> pew, pew.